and welcome back to another episode of Joe and Matt having a chat. As always, I'm joined by my very, very, very good-looking co-host, Matt. Matt, how are you today? I'm good. It's uh, it's quite a nice day, to be honest. Uh, had a good morning. Got some work. Got a PB myself. Got a little PB on bed rest. Yeah, what, exactly. what did you get? It was only 90, but it's above body weight, so I'm happy with that. It's nice and Re- comfortable. Respectable lift. But tried it twice in my life. Failed it the first time. So I was happy today. It was moved slow, but moved. Good stuff. Um, yeah, we'll introduce our guest. So he's actually a fellow, a little fellow PT. Was twice, two times in a week, uh, two, two in a row now, we've had another PT on, which is good. Um, we'll let him introduce himself. So Ryan, tell us a little Yeah, bit. my name's Ryan and I work alongside Joe. First time meeting Matt. So this is quite an interesting start. Uh, we had a little chat beforehand, which got quite interesting, but we're going to focus on work I think, and I was referred to as McDonald's breakfast guy, so I think I need to introduce myself as <laughs> something different, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not a good start. <laughs> so I, I guess for those that are listening, that follow either Ryan or I on Instagram, for those who maybe don't, we're known to get a few McDonald's breakfasts in the past. It started, off like, it started off like a Saturday morning. I think people thought, oh, that's nice, they're getting a breakfast together. And then like three, four weeks in, they thought, Right, they're getting a lot of breakfast together every week. <laughs> and then it just became a joke. But every week, it was every Saturday we were in there at the same time. God, yeah, because it was early, wasn't it? Because we obviously were running uh, FFS at the time, that Saturday morning class. I remember, obviously, because we both lived about 25, 30 minutes away from Ando. We were getting to McDonald's on the outskirts of Ando. Oh, what was it, about six o'clock in the morning, ordering our food and then heading off to like uh, PT for seven. And that was, yeah, that was something else. I think we, we often ordered two breakfasts as well. It was two breakfasts each. <laughs> yeah, it got quite expensive. <laughs> what would be your typical McDonald's breakfast order now? God, now I think like uh, I would probably go double sausage and egg muffin, no egg though, and maybe an extra like bit of bacon in there now. And I'd do a breakfast wrap as far as uh, getting a hash brown with both. Uh, and a black coffee and an orange juice. I think that's like, I think that's respectable. What about you? It's a strong shout from the drinks. I think I'd agree. If you're going to get two drinks, a bit of OJ's, I can't go wrong with that. Kind of Wakes re- you up. Very refreshing at the end. So it's a bit of the, kind of the taste from you. It's a bit of a bit greasy. So it's quite nice to have a bit of a refreshing taste. Um, I'd probably go the same, but I would have the egg. Yeah, you, didn't, see, only you have, didn't seem too keen on that. And I'd only have one Not meal egg. as well. <laughs> So, but Matt, that's why you're benching 90 kilos. That is obviously and why he's benching a lot more. Than I I'll start on two, and I'll be able to get to 100. I think. Plan. I think that's where you're going wrong. Maybe. I personally would. I'd, I'd be on the side with Ryan. It would be bacon roll meal, bread sauce, and then probably a double sausage and egg McMuffin meal, and then yeah. the drinks. I'd go the same: cappuccino and orange juice. It's got to be in it. You got you can't. I don't think you can quite level out like two coffees. I don't think our caffeine intake's high enough. Yet. Uh, we've not been in the game for long enough for our two coffees. No, <laughs> so dehydrated. I reckon we, we could handle two coffees. We'd just be absolutely buzzing. <laughs> the question is, will our client be able to handle us on two coffees? Yeah. That's the major question. <laughs> right. How many coffees do you typically have on a, in an average day? Oh god. So I used to be bad for coffee, but now I'm actually not too bad. I always have a coffee when I wake up. But I associate one coffee in the morning, it's like a cafetiere, like a 750ml cafetiere. That's gone, like, before I leave the house for work. So I would typically say in cut portions, four to five. <laughs> Wait, so that was you cutting it back? 
what yeah, that's more kind of back before you're looking towards like the state of nine. Um, depending on like if I was doing a morning boot camp and I used to do it and I was like fresh out of like PT school, I think it was edging towards nine coffees a day. Um, which <laughs> just not good, was it? I think <laughs> too many. My absolute peak, I was hitting six, and that was like that was almost tough to do towards the end. Like you're you're taking them because you know what it's like, Ryan. If I buy a round of coffees, then everyone that you buy a round for has to buy you a round in the same day. Yeah. They don't need to. You don't have to. But people do. They go, oh, get and it, it got bad where we worked. It was literally like people were going out five times a day Jeez. or between between the group. So you were easily hitting five. Like, it would be easy to hit five coffees in the day. So saying about coffees, if a client asked you, what would be your, what would you kind of advise them on caffeine? What would like kind of, Oh, that's, that's a really good question. So I would, I'm very much like a hypocrite when it comes to this. I don't know about Joe, but I would advise them. Caffeine has its place. Um, I find it's got lots of key benefits. Having nine a day, you actually get so many negative effects from it. It's ridiculous. So obviously you're going to get, because it's a stimulant and it's like, also like Joe's recent post on it being like a performance enhancing drug because it is and it makes you perform better. I find that, the negative effects outweigh the positive effects if you're having too many. So I'd advise a client three at the most a day. And would it be because no. I think myself with clients, I don't normally recommend it past a certain time as well. So obviously you don't want to affect sleep and stuff. Oh God, yes. Yeah. So it depends how caffeine sensitive you are as well. So like if you're really sensitive to caffeine, like my, like my girlfriend is, uh, she, she wouldn't have one past three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I typically don't have them past six o'clock in the evening anymore, just because, you just don't sleep like you go to bed at midnight and you're still wide and it's not good so you say typically but in actual fact it, it probably spill over i spill over to about seven eight o'clock depending on pt kind caffeine has a half-life of eight hours so if you're drinking a coffee at 6 p.m then in theory that's still active in your system till 2 a.m now if you're drinking nine coffees a day like yourself you're probably less like you need a couple of coffees to get yourself moving Whereas someone yeah, like, like your girlfriend, you said, she drinks coffee at seven o'clock. She's not sleeping. Mate, she will not sleep. And it's like, it depends on how caffeine sensitive you are as well. Like if you're, if you've had nine coffees in the past, um, you end up not feeling any caffeine at all. Caffeine end up, if you keep dependent on the caffeine, so you end up going like, I'm going to have a coffee so I can therefore then PT my client for an hour. And then after I've done that, I'm going to have another coffee because I've got another client I need to be positive and I need to show my energy towards that client. And it just, it may, it's not good. <laughs> so we cut the coffee down. Do you find that your mood is almost dictated by how much caffeine you've had? Yeah, it used to be. Not anymore, but it used to be, yeah. I, some days I definitely get to the stage where I'm thinking, I'm in a bad mood, you've had a coffee and all of a sudden you're in a good mood again. And it's that, unfortunately, it's that caffeine that change, tends to to kind of sway the mood yeah i was thinking with something like this as well it can be obviously the caffeine does do that job but it's almost kind of your your like little happy place so you might find you might be in a crap mood you either go grab a coffee go just grab another drink of some sort having that kind of time away from what you were doing before to just taking yourself out of that zone which might be negative can be why like a coffee break people love a coffee break because normally it's because they're not doing work but it's just that kind of you just de-stress, take the time out, take the away. What would be your typical coffee order than that? Um, and from where? 
I only really have coffee from work, to be honest. Um, but maybe just a black coffee, just Americano, or maybe a cappuccino sometimes if I want to spice it up a little bit. But just keep it simple. And Ryan, same question to you. <laughs> There's Matt saying he's keeping it simple. Like, I think from finding the coffee of having known that, I've really learned to appreciate the taste. I love coffee, I love the taste of it, I love everything about it. Um, I'm just typically like, I like black coffee. That's it. It's just black. I don't like a latte. I don't like milk and coffee. Um, I just find it ruins the taste for me. It's a black. But I think we all know Joe's is definitely a cappuccino. Yeah, my, my go-to would be a cappuccino. Are you guys team Costa or team Starbucks? Starbucks all the way. Mate, I've had to pick one Costa. So I'm I'm with Ryan in that one. But do you know what I think that is, Ryan? No. Because we have a Starbucks near where we work. So I drink a Starbucks. I'm probably not exaggerating, at least once a day. Or okay. definitely five a week. That's, that's fair yeah. enough. The amount of times we're in there. So we're almost... So you don't see it as a truth as such. And sometimes just... it doesn't even taste that nice. But you go to Costa, automatically better. And Costa's got a better cake selection. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the real truth. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're <laughs> salted caramel brownie. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Like, if you like, if you look at the price of a Starbucks, this is what I was actually saying. I was actually saying this head before I came. I looked at a price of a Starbucks and a Costa, very similarly priced. Okay, we could take a black coffee. You're gonna be paying at least three pounds for that black coffee, regular or large, at least three pounds. You go to McDonald's though, they want it because it's a pound for a black coffee. Um, like, it, you're just gonna you're gonna save a good amount of money on it. And you have to drive to go and get it. It's not on your doorstep. You don't get sick of it because it's the same thing. I guess as well, if you just need a quick coffee, then why not go somewhere like McDonald's? Mate, literally, if you scrape around in your car, I guarantee you find a pound. Like, it's that simple. Easy to do. I mean, Greg's isn't a bad shout either, and they do fantastic donuts. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joe's just going to the food side of this conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's thinking about going up to Starbucks, grabbing his coffee then going to Greg's and grabbing his donut and then going to Lidl, grabbing his toffee yum-yum because they're all in the same vicinity. You know? yeah. So back in my in my powerlifting, not in my powerlifting days, back in the last year, I just decided to see how strong I could get. So it meant eating everything. And I would, there was a few Fridays in a row, I would come from uni, drive into Andover to go to work. I'd buy three toffee yum-yums for a pound. I'd eat one before my client I'd also get a coffee as well. So I'd eat one toffee yum yum before my client, drink the coffee in throughout the session, yeah. and then come back and eat the last two toffee yum yums and then go drink. and squat. I think I remember you telling me that at some point. Because you're just doing like a, a heavy squat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked that. quite well. Uh, speaking of heavy squats, obviously, Ryan, you're a competitive powerlifter. Oh, yeah. Talk us through your, your competitive background. Have you got any competitions coming up in the future? Oh, it's a competitive background. So, yeah, I'm just loving powerlifting at the moment. I think it's like um, I was saying to you the other day, Joe, that like it's definitely an age thing where when you first start, your joints are healthy, everything's good. You can put that weight load on your back or you can you can load on and lift it and you're going to have problems like 10 times. You're going to have any of that issues until you get older and it affects you and then you go to like more of a functional background. But uh, comps I'm looking at next year, I'm taking a year out because I recently turned... I'm recently going to turn 21 and I turned 20 last year. So I'm looking at it going, I'm now in a category where it's a four-year age gap, which is between 20 and 24, which is the junior category. I've also bulked up to an extra weight class 
Um, so to the 82 and a half kilos, sitting eight, four kilos now. And I think to myself, like, if I was to, even Joe would say this, if I went in at the competition, like a 75 kg powerlifter who just jumped up 82 and a half kilos, I would be wrecked right now. So I would have no chance in being in a competitive state. So I thought to myself, right, take a year out, focus on myself, get a program engaged, get my lifts up, get everything, get my weight on the bar. And then the following year, definitely go in for it. And next year, I'm looking at qualifying, doing the Brits, doing the Euros and doing the Worlds. And then the following year, we'll see how it goes. So 2022 is going to be a big year for it. And have you done any British um, world competitions before? Uh, so I've done one British competition, which actually was with you, Joe, um, and I enjoyed it very much. So I've done two qualifiers before then as well. I uh, came out on top on all of them. Really, really enjoyed it. Got records done to my belt as well. So not only are we talking to a, a British title holder, but we're, you're actually a British record holder as well. Yeah, a little British record. I've got a little Euro record as well in the old bench press. I think I'm a favourite. I've got a very big bench press that sat next to me in that he pressed yeah, 90 kilos let's, today. Uh, skip this um, conversation. What, <laughs> what, what did you bench press to break that record? So to break that record, I bench pressed 140 kilos. 140 kilos. Jeez. And that's Paul. That's going to be our death. I'm going to have to get the two. That's, that's me game changing. You're going to have now. to get that extra bacon <laughs> roll. Yeah. McDonald's in, Matt. That's what you're going to have to do, mate. That's all it is. It's McDonald's. Sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> that's what I today then <laughs> like next week no. <laughs> we're kind of just snacking on a few sweets little Harry Bows um, com- random question completely not related to fitness at all if you had to if you had to be an animal what animal would suit you best not what you want to be what would probably suit you oh wow um, that's a very good question probably looking at something towards like a wolf or maybe a lion Probably more towards a lion. Okay. What, what, what? Why lion over wolf? What was there? Wolf. Uh, do you know what? Wolf's very much like a pack hunter, aren't they? Um, I like I like being on my own a little bit. Lion. You can associate a lion being in a pack. Um, it's do you know what? I can't really say why on the podcast because it's going to get very like male and female orientated. Obviously, females go off and do all the hunting in the lion industry, and the males sit back and relax. Um, but I'm quite a relaxed person. I'm very relaxed. So I'd compare myself to a lion in that state. Off the spot. So I personally would have put you as a rhino. Oh. I had rhino in my head. I you had it in my head. Like rhino. I don't know. You got a big animal rhino. <laughs> <laughs> You're strong. Go on, Matt. What would you want? I'm gonna I'm gonna put that question on you. What would you be if you were an animal? What would associate yourself better with? Um, I think was it answered this quite a while ago. I think mine was a dog. Um, because I don't like doing cardio. But I like doing it if I'm playing a sport or something. So I don't mind that. Um, always have, always love being around people. Very chilled and laid back. Um, I'd like to say easy to get along with, like dogs are normally. But yeah, yeah. simple as that, really. Joey? I've got a few answers. None really, <laughs> none really like match up, though. Just I'd like to be this, I'd like to be that. I think I'd like to be a lion. Just they just. I'm, I'm going to say an owl. Cool, yeah. I think I'd be an owl because... An owl? Yeah, because they're pretty wise. Uh, and they look, they look older than they are. Okay. And mentally, I feel like I'm 80, not 24. <laughs> yeah. I'd be an owl. 
To be fair, when you did say that, you'll get the round in. Normally, you know, round of drinks, <laughs> not a night out. Round of coffees, please. Yeah, but if, if, I, if I could, <laughs> if I could switch off, I'd be in bed at eight o'clock every night. I'd be up at the crack of dawn, doing a little Sudoku. Sudoku. <laughs> Sudoku. Is this a dick? Sudoku. Sudoku, my game. There you go, Lance. Brian, did you used to have a book of those? What's that? I'm not going to say it, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying the word again. Do you have a book of Sudokus? No, 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 no. Sudoku, no, man. I've never played Sudoku. Who do I know then that just had a book of them in their car? It was someone our age as well. We'll check in your car after, Joe. Probably isn't okay, yeah, we're going to have to look in your car, Joe, just to make sure you're saying I'm it correctly. Don't want to look at it. <laughs> some, there's some things in there. <laughs> some things in there that you don't want to see. All right, well, then we'll follow on from the random questions. Pineapple, does it belong on a pizza? Oh, do you know what? This ties in perfectly. I've literally just gone and seen a friend and eat a pizza. Um, I'm a powerlifter, so it's fine. <laughs> That's what I tell myself at night. And do you know what? I'm going to just say yeah, because it tastes nice. You've got that, you have it with ham, right? You've got that sweet and salty sort of feel. Uh, you've got sweet and salty popcorn, so why can't you have sweet and salty pizza? Like, People need to get over it and get, get pineapple on a pizza. I guess you can you can have it with popcorn because popcorn's cold and pizzas aren't cold. They're hot. Yeah, but you think there's a dessert in um in Italy. It's like an Italian dessert, which is like pineapple and like a sugar syrup. And the pineapple's done on the barbecue. So I think, in a way, having pineapple hot is nice. And I think they should belong on a pizza. Okay. If you were, if you were ordering a pizza, would you get one with pineapple on it? Okay, that's that's going to backfire on me now, no. I'd get like a full of meat. So what you're saying is, I, I like your answer, Ryan. You're being inclu- inclusive. Like, yes, pineapple does belong on pizza. You're just, you're not for it. Like, you, you, you know, that's, oh, no, that's I'll choose it. Politically correct answer in the 21st century. I think, well, well done, Ryan. Well, well done. Yeah, well, that is a very controversial subject because a lot of people, I think, if you really like it and you value like that pineapple on that peach when you order it, you become too biased. So you're going to be like, yeah, well, I think it does because I really enjoy it. If someone doesn't enjoy it, they become less biased towards it and they're like, uh, but it doesn't because I don't like it. So if you're a bit more open-minded about it and go, well, it's on there anyway, it's got a name for it, it's Hawaiian, you may as well just keep it on there and just get over it. Would you say that's a good metaphor for life, Ryan? I think so. Be more open-minded, you know, get in touch with your inner self. So saying that you said about obviously being biased to what you have or what you do, catch up. Do you do you keep it in the fridge or in the in the cupboard? <laughs> uh, ever since I was little, I've always it's weird because my my grandparents used to keep it in the cupboard, right? Yeah. My parents keep it in the fridge. Ooh. So if I had my own house and I lived on my own, I would keep it in a cupboard because when it's in a fridge, I don't want to be put in some cold. I've got a cold plate and then a cold sauce and then hot food. I'd rather have hot food, hot sauce, and semi warm plate. You know, if I'm going to eat hot food, you know, that I've cooked in the oven, I want everything else to be lukewarm or hot. Yeah, always preheat the plate. Always make some meals. Yeah, out. always preheat that plate. So just Top tip. just out of my own curiosity, I think I've asked this before, Matt, but where do you guys keep bread in your house? In the cupboards, where I think a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah, no. Brian, would you agree with that? Uh, I keep it in the bread bin, so yeah, cupboard, yeah. So not in the fridge, basically. No, that's weird, mate. Yeah, no, I know it's weird. That's a weird. That's like saying you keep butter in the oven. 
I don't know if it's like three. <laughs> not quite the same, Brian. Maybe but a bit. Even I, I pulled out some bagels yesterday, and they were basically wet. Like you know when they what, the moisture from there. Yeah, the like, condensation. I think they were like they went out of date the day before. If you had okay. that outside of a fridge in a bread bin, it's probably got a bit dry, right? But you can eat it. It's only a bit of mouldy bread. Yeah, yeah, well, Wink, cut the, cut the... yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. This is like wet. This is damp. Oh. It was damp bread. Just dump it. Oh, I just yeah, I, I firmed it. <laughs> you toast all right? Yeah, I like the toasted. It was all right. Okay, but it's, it's still it wasn't the same. Oh, just uh, thank, thanks for growing up, guys. Joe, Joe's asking because he wants to get as many people as he can to back him when he calls his parents out about it and says, "Look, I mean, this person." Yeah. Was, what <laughs> I've, I've said it to them. I've said as well. I, I drink a lot of coffee at home. You need to buy your own loaf. My dad. <laughs> my dad drinks a lot of coffee. <laughs> Put it in separate cups. I'm trying to say, can we get a um, like a coffee machine? Like I yeah, not allowed on. You've been to my house, right? You save pennies as well, if you especially if you naturally go out and get one. I'm being told there's not enough space in the kitchen to have one. Oh, oh mate, yeah, no, I got that. I got that. Like there I got a copy of space. like a proper barista. Yeah. Don't tell me this. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's space. Okay, Is your mum like one of those people that has like like a space for everything in the kitchen? Um, everything's in like its that. own place. Is oh, it's your dad. See, my mum's like that. And I, I ordered like a nice, really expensive, um, like coffee machine, barista one. We put ground coffee in and everything. It makes really nice, loud noise. To, you know, the coffee's churning and all the good stuff's happening in that cabin to get in your soul. And then you realise that you're not allowed that in the kitchen because it's not got a home, and that's upsetting. You put it next to bed. <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> roll out. <laughs> to be fair, I've got like. A blender, which I stopped using because it's not in in the kitchen because it doesn't fit. It's been put uh, into the back of a drawer. And my mum got a soup maker. She went through a, a soup phase. Well, that soup maker it isn't in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, in our house, we've got like a shit the shoe room. Utility, yeah, yeah. like a sink, um, washing machine, dishwasher, no tumble dryer, fridge. Yeah. At the bottom, there's a little cupboard below the fridge where there's like. Um, all the cleaning chemicals, <laughs> um, a bucket at the iron. There's a soup maker just in there. The one bucket that every household has that's only used for like one purpose. Yeah. What bucket? The sit bucket. There's, no, 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 no. Like no every, no. every household has got one bucket that it's only used, it, it gets used for that like one purpose. Oh, Whenever you sit, it makes you feel a bit. Oh, this is actually an old ice cream tub. Oh, okay. Like a big one, but not, not a bucket. <laughs> oh, I think wow. a bucket used for actually mopping, you know. Oh, yeah, but well, we're such fair. Uh, we've gone off topic. Um, we're talking about calories. Ryan, how many calories do you eat on a typical oh, day? So on a typical day, um, I will eat 4,000 plus calories. 4,000 is my minute. And can you break that down on like a meal by meal kind of guide for us? Yeah, so like if you want to do a meal by meal, like an average day when I've prepped all my meals and I'm all sorted, I've got six meals um, each meal you look at anywhere between six to eight hundred, maybe a thousand calories. Uh, it does depend on my day at work. Um, so if you look at breakfast, nice and easy, or just leave McDonald's out of the question. You got oats, you got uh, two probably crumpets, peanut butter, you got coffee. Um, if I'm feeling extra taste, you get some eggs, get some bacon, get some sausage. That's probably like your starter for the for the day. And then after that, on the way to work. <laughs> Uh, you're looking at like protein bar, protein cookie, something like that, protein shake. Um, then lunch is normally something pizza related or McDonald's. Like I said, depends if I prep my meals or not. 
Uh, chicken and rice does occur in my day-to-day basis for a bit of asparagus because I like asparagus. Oh, yeah. um, even meal is whatever's there, you know, normally like a chicken carne, beef stroganoff, something like that, that been done in the slow cooker that, you know, your mum's, you know, prepared for you or whatever. Nice and easy. And do you find it hard um, eating that many calories? No, nah, I mean, I find it hard not eating that many calories. It sounds really stupid to say, but when you've eaten that many calories for like a good six to eight months, you do get a bit tedious with it, which is why I like to break it up and I like to eat different things, which is why I don't have a set plan. Um, but I find if I haven't eaten a minimum of 4,000 calories, Brian gets hungry and turns to coffee. So uh, we go back down that route. <laughs> hungry. Get, yeah, mate, get very, very hungry. So I'm not looking forward to my next cut, mm. my comp. Um, I'm a bit scared. I'm like, what am I going to cut on? 3,900 calories. Like, what's going on? And would you say that amount of calories is a contributor to your powerlifting success? Definitely. And I just want to touch on your powerlifting again quickly, just so the listeners can appreciate how strong you actually are. Because I know how strong you are, but no one else will. So what's your squat personal best? Squat personal best, I hit the other week, 210 kilos. Wow. That's a big squat. Uh, What about your bench press? Bench press, 155 kilos. It's a monster bench press. And what about your deadlift? <clears throat> deadlift is currently sitting at 240 kilos to be continued. Can I just ask a question on that, Ryan? Is that from the floor? That is from the floor. If we're not talking from the floor, you're looking at 280. No, no, I want like a, an actual competition-style deadlift. Competition-style deadlift, 240. So you said bench then. You said 155 or 150, did you say? 155, bud, yeah. So when when you did your competition bench compared to that, was there much of a weight difference in yourself? Or was it just uh, yeah, that's right. yeah, exactly. So the 140 that I hit, I was I was sitting at 74.8 kilos. Um, and that was in a comp that was after a major prep. So I did like a 12 week build up to be able to hit that weight. Um this time I am just in the gym. I'm training. I'm trying to get a bit stronger, trying to get bigger, add more muscle mass, add more overall power and strength to my body, uh, train for performance, eat for performance. And now, yeah, it is just a lift in the gym. Haven't done it with a pause. Um, it is just a one five single. So in competition for, you said next year will be the next comp, didn't you? Yeah. What do you do? You have any numbers kind of in your head that you think you might be aiming for? Yeah, I've got some nice numbers in my head. I think next year because I've got a long time yet. Like, there's a long time. In six months, I've already built up a good amount. So I'm looking maybe like 170 bench, 230 plus squat, and maybe looking at 260 dead. I'd love to hit 260 deadlift because it's six plates each side, and that's a big goal for me personally. Um, and still being natural, like now, like not on any anabolics or anything, that is a good number for me, but. In the future, you know, I think with joint how with uh, tendon how everything going forward with that, with the weight that I am lifting, I'm not stupid. I know there are going to have to be uh, decisions made to take my training to the next level. I well, I didn't want to touch on that actually. I know you get a lot of a lot, a lot of stick in the gym sometimes for being on that. But I I believe you are a, a drug free athlete, and I think that makes it even more impressive that you're 20 years old. 20 years old, yeah. 20 years old, lifting a lot. Of, I said to Matt, like 90 kilo bench press, that's still respectable. It's over body weight. That's quite a big... The day, when you're, yeah, like if you're, you know, you go to the gym, train, you're in fairly good shape, but I can see yourself now. 90 kilos, 
very respectful. You don't have to walk in the gym and be that guy that can bench 100 kilos at 10 or anything stupid like that. You just go and do you, and that's what you've got to do. Like, Joe will tell you exactly the same. Um, lifting the heavy weights is cool, but, you know, it's goals. Everyone's got different goals and different objectives. If you run for your clients now, not, I can't think of many of my clients that can bench press over 90 kilos. I've got one, one guy that can press over 100, but the, the rest of them, so for, for the average person, that's, that's a respectable lift. I think where Ryan and I, well, Ryan more so now fall into the trap is you're always looking at people stronger than you and you start to lose yep. the reality of what's actually a heavy weight. So uh, Robin, my girlfriend, she'll be able to bench press 40 kilos. And I find it's like, so that's with both hands, she can just about bench press 40 kilos. And I can take the 40 kilo dumbbells as one in yeah. each hand and press it for the same reps, if not more. <clears throat> but for her, that's still a, a strong lift. But we start to lose track of what is what is actually our like, good strength and what is exceptional strength. And then we're looking at the top 1% of the, the elites going, well, actually, they are really, really strong. Mm. You bring it back down to basics. If you can deadlift double your body weight, I think that's, I think it's deadlift body, uh, deadlift double body weight, squat one and a half times body weight and bench body weight, that's considered strong. Mm. I think where you two kind of said it perfectly, I think you surround yourself with people that have that mindset as well. If you walk yeah. into the gym and that gym is just, I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest, strongest, it becomes a bit of a kind of nasty environment. But obviously where you two work in children, I'm guessing, I haven't been two people, I'm sure we'll soon, but I'm guessing it is kind of a quite a family environment and that sort of stuff, everyone... There's, there's no ego there. I think Ryan would agree with no, that. Definitely no ego. I think as well, um, like people who go into the gym, um, like you see all the gym memes online, these guys with like carpets under their arm and that sort of stuff. Guys just start going to the gym, hit a bit of pull up, hit a lap pull down, you know, and they're blown up in size like a balloon. I think that's just got to be left outside of the door. Like everyone is in there for themselves. They're in there for what they want to do. Like Joe's transitioned from the powerlifting style of things. Now he's doing more of the, the CrossFit, the functional side of things that's awesome like, that's cool you are now doing that goal and that's for you um but you're not going to sway my opinion on what i want to do for myself um which is where it's not an ego thing it's just you no know, actually i want this heavy weights because i'm still able to um and you want to do your crossfit style thing you do, you do, mate. Just do it. that's what it's supporting yeah it's very supporting people when they obviously no matter if it's a a small change or a big change supporting people the whole way through and that can give people that boost that kind of joe if you were going to kind of if you banter joe saying like why are you changing why are you changing he might have not done as much or you do care what people say about you whether you say you don't or not it's everyone naturally does think well what do they think so, so having ryan back and you kind of helping you with that i'm sure i think gonna boost you. where we train is quite a supportive environment and as you said matt we we're maybe unintentionally but you surround yourself with strong people so we go into the gym and there's four people at fivo that can squat over 200 kilos you go to any other gym i can't think of a gym in basingstoke where you've got four members of staff that can squat you run through your members of staff i'm not staff no. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> no and then you go right, we're, we're very small members here but i don't train with the members i train with the staff so yeah, you've got yeah. four people that work under that roof that have the ability to squat to and that, that's quite a big feat. I mean, we just consider that normal 200 kilo squat because there's enough people doing it. Yeah, well, you think there's you surround yourself with is that the five people you surround yourself most of? You're kind of the average, of, like yeah, the average of, or I've heard if you surround yourself with five strong people, you'll be the sixth strongest, and that, that's a nice way of looking at it. 
I know. You look like, at it as well. Like, it's your friends as well. Like, there's a famous quote. If you, sh- um, I can't remember what the bloke and said it was, but if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Um, I and so. I think yeah. that, yeah, that's it. I think that is like a major key aspect, not just in your friendship group, but in your workplace group. If you're working um, like a typical, not that it's bad because it's not, but if you're working a typical nine to five, sat at a desk, you're getting a bit of kyphosis. You don't really go to the gym. You've not got endorphins. You don't feel good. Low testosterone, or low hormones. I feel like you're surrounded. You're in an office with other people that are doing that. So the reason people stay the same is because they've got that whole idealization of everyone else is doing this in my environment and what I know. So that's what I'm going to do. Whereas if Joe's going away and he's doing a class and then he's doing a boot camp, he's doing clients. I'm not shit. Joe's doing really well here. Right. Let's go sit down with him and talk to him and see if I can grow myself as well. Not because I want to be better than him, but because I want to know what he's doing. If he want, and then if he comes to me and says, "I'm what are you doing at the moment, killing it," um, I'll talk to him and we'll help each other. So you've got that like family environment where you support each other because you want everyone to do well. So what what type of qualities do you look for in people around you? Uh, qualities. So I don't. I hate people with a big ego. Like I know touched it. I don't like ego. I hate it. Um, I feel like I want to have a conversation with someone where if they've said to me, oh, I did a bench press of 120 kilos, I'll give them good support um, and I'll help them. I'll even spot them, go and see them um, do it and motivate them to do it. I would would expect that back. So, you know, the respect thing as well. I'd like when people respect each other, they understand each other. Um, Difficult question. What about you, Joe? What qualities do you want? Give me an idea. I think authenticity is yep. quite a one people are people I don't really care. I don't care who you are, just be yourself. I might not like yeah. you, but I'd rather know who you are and not like you than pretend to like you or not like you because you're pretending to be someone else. So obviously you and I get on really well because you're yeah. very transparent with who you are. But if you try to be someone you're not, and I knew that, I didn't like you, I didn't I like you, then like I then dislike you for the wrong reasons. Whereas I, there might be people at work that I just don't see eye to eye with. But because they're being themselves, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So they are. Mm. A big part of it is just, yeah, be yourself. Um, I think honesty for me, people need to just don't lie. Uh, honest, honesty, be, be integral in yourself. Um, be Just generally being an all around good person. Again, if I don't mm. get on with you, fine. But if you're, if you're a nice person, then I don't think we're going to have an issue. If personalities clash, then that's one thing. Um, I've had run-ins with people in the past where they don't like me for whatever reason. That's why we don't have to like each other, but just be a, a nice person in the process. We can dislike, we can not get on for whatever reason, but just sure, don't be a prick in the process. That's it. You, know, you don't have to like people as well that you work with. You just got to be like... Civil. You know, you just got to... Yeah, you just got to be civil with them, ain't you? You, know, you yeah. got to be civil. Like, I work with you. We're in a smallish space, 2,500 square foot, you know, place. And I work with you, right? cool i just don't want to have that emotional connection outside of work i don't want to know you outside of work i know you in work i know what your schedule kind of is i know when you're in the gym say hello say goodbye wish them well and that's it that's what you need to do just, just be friendly and i'd rather that than have like a forced friendship with people and then that goes back to the whole authenticity thing just just be yourself if we if we get on great then we're gonna we're gonna get on fortunately with the two people around me now I don't have to pretend to be someone I'm not. I don't think Matt does that. And I'm, I'm confident you don't do that. 
So we're, we're going to get on it. If we have a falling out for whatever reason, it's probably for a genuine reason. But if you start yeah. to and you're not, then, and we can pick up, or even if you, I think you're someone that you're not, and then it comes out that you're not, then you're going to fall out either way. So just be, just be true to yourself from the start. I think it's interesting. So from what you've just said there, so I like surrounding myself with people that, I, I'm not a fan of people that are just sheep. If you don't, if you don't yeah. agree with you, say it. But I think there is a line where it comes down to sometimes telling a little white lie is worth it for the sake of maybe not hurting for someone's feelings for the sake of it. But sometimes just kind of not lying, but bending the truth a bit to kind of not. You tell people the information they need to hear yeah. and with like withhold the information they don't need to hear. Because if someone's annoyed, you don't really say you've annoyed them. You can just say, oh, you yeah. just find it. It's just wording around it. So you're not hurting people's feelings for the sake of it. But, you know, you could. Yeah. yeah. So... I think, that's I think that's a good way of putting it. Like, there's a nice little quote with like you know, the sheep, the chef, the sheep dog, um, and it's like being a sheep. You know, I've, I've, I do you know what? another thing, like quality that I'm not a fan of is probably people who follow the latest trends uh, because just because that's not me. Um, and I've I've never been that guy. Um, I don't like people who go away and go on like, oh, you know, Gucci's released a new t-shirt. I've just spent two hundred quid for this t-shirt. Um, that, that's just not me. Like, I don't associate myself with that sort of style of person. If you go out and buy, like, a nice, you know, start to polo and you've worked hard for that money, go and do it. Like, 100%, that's cool. But don't go and buy everything that's come out, you know, the next day and don't wait for the next pair of trainers that are coming out. You know, just don't be... That's just not me. So right. I don't associate myself with those people because I I don't like it personally. Get yourself a nice watch, for example, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I'm trying it out before... I'd go and spend that sort of money on a watch. I'm going to try it out before I up. He's got a fancy watch in his wrist, Matt. So those that are listening, uh, nice little bright lens, but we're going to we're going to try it out and see what Ryan thinks. I want to spend four grand on a watch and then go. Actually, I don't like watches, and I think they're pointless and they don't add any value to my day. Um, but yeah, we are definitely going in the other direction. Well, you could yeah. you could do what I do, right? And and buy an expensive watch and then buy a, uh, like a Garmin health tracker for a fraction of the price and not wear the other one and just, just live in this one now. <laughs> live in the Garmin, you know. You've got, you've got a nice tag and spinning around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen Joe's trainers yet. They're kind of two different colours. Seen the white? Yeah, white. that's quite, yeah, I don't know what to think of it. Yeah, I, I'm the same. And I think, I think that's just shows kind of who, who you are, Joe, and what you kind of, how you feel. Because I think you showed me the first, I was like, they're interesting. It wasn't yes or a no. But you just like, I like them again. And there's no kind of thing, oh, they should be the same, or they should be that. That's kind of because they're not really, you don't really see people wearing those. I sort got of things. a lot of looks. When I thought <laughs> I walked into a leisure center and one of the people I was working with just looked at me, looked at my shoes, and turned to the guy, uh, the girl next to me and went, Why is he wearing odd shoes? And then she went, as the day went on, she was like, I like them more and more. Mm. Um, but this bloke walked past me in the changing rooms. And he looked at me. Just in your shoes. No, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> socks, high socks, all that. And nothing. Pretty <laughs> shallow. He, he walked, he walked in, looked at my shoes, looked at me, back of my shoes, looked at me. And like he, he must have looked up and down about six times as he walked past. And his facial expression, I can only describe it as him thinking in his head, is this guy okay? <laughs> like, does he does he know he's put our shoes on today? If you, leave- Do you know what, like, I'm not going to lie, I did vote no on your story when I saw it, but after I voted no, I thought about those shoes for a while, and they're in my head, and that, I think that 
that whole battle between my two different opinions was like, no, I don't like it because you're wearing odd shoes. That's weird. And then in my other part, I'm like, they actually look quite nice, quite cool. If you get over that really biased fact of it's just odd shoes, mate, what are you doing? If you get over that, it's actually, they're actually quite nice, mate. And they do grow on you, like Matt was saying. They do really grow yeah, on you. A, a bit of a confidence, like not confidence boost, but I think it's showing, showing that you don't really care. Just, you shouldn't like odd shoes. They should, they should be the same colour. Mm. It should be the same colour, wear, shouldn't they? But, a lot of time for that, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I, think, I think things do grow on you. I think it takes some people longer to understand like where you're coming with that than other people are. That guy that in the change room just looking up and down. He's like, no, he's he looked okay. Has he, he stolen these shoes or something? He, uh, like, did he oh, not manage Yeah, you get like a few people went, did you buy like two pairs of shoes and just do that deliberately? Or do they come like that? And I don't know what's worse to say because if you say no, they came like that. They go, all right, cool. If you look at them from the back, anyone that hasn't seen them, go onto Joe's Instagram. I'm sure he'll post them with this podcast. Um, from the back, they look not really. I know it's a little bit different, but well, they're, like, they're the both grey from the black. The yeah, back from the back, and then on the front, one's white and one's black. Mm. So I'm only going to start wearing odd socks as well. You need to wear kind of like whichever one's white, a black sock, oh, and then white on the other. Sock, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, Matt, but I'm actually wearing Fivo branded socks. Oh, yeah, they had 10% to your lifts. Yeah, 10%. Yeah, so you might get a 100 kilo bench press with these on. Mate, 10%. <laughs> 10% socks. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the bench. <laughs> so, Ryan, we've got one more question to ask you. Um, oh, okay. Firstly, thank, thank you for giving up your time. I know you're a busy person, so it's been great having you on. Uh, I guess my last question to you is, what piece of advice do you think Ryan 10 years in the future would give you now? That is a very, very good question. I like that. And um, I've not got long to think about it. Um, I, do you know what, actually? I'm going to go for it. Worry less and don't overthink as much. I know that's two, but you can put them into both. Okay, so Ryan, if they do, if the listeners don't know, I'm a very big overthinker. Like I think through, I've got like I've got diagnosed ADHD, but I think about things like merry-go-round, mate. Like I don't stop. So if you ask me a question, I will continue thinking about it after this podcast, and I'll continue doing it. So ten years from now, I would definitely say to myself, don't overthink as much, don't worry as much. What will be will be. Get on with it, and just you know, just just, just enjoy yourself, man. Don't think about things too much. I find it really interesting that everyone I've asked that question to, that's been their answer. Really? Like every, everyone said along the lines of worry less, mm. which I find really interesting because oh, that's, that's what I said to myself. Worry, like, just don't worry about it as much. I think especially with the day and age of social media, the more like, the amount of likes you get on a post, it's, it's so petty, but it's what people worry about now. So you've got to worry less. I think you will do more from worrying less. So... Joe got some nice exactly. shoes because he worried less. Yeah. So I guess that's a good one to go to. Like, you know, you've you got your shoes. You're not going to worry about what those girls in the legislature were saying about those shoes because they're, they're not wearing them, mate. You are wearing those shoes and you yeah. like them, so don't worry about it. Um, I think in the past year, I've definitely worried about what people think about me less. So if someone says to me, look, I think you're taking steroids or something, I'm just like, look, in my heart, I know I'm not, so you do think what you want to think. I'm just not going to value that opinion because it is actually technically wrong. So I think that'll be the top tip, even for everyone else as well. Just don't worry about stuff. Um, just live your life. 
Nice. That's it. Um, my question is quite simple. Um, what does what does Ryan like to do on his downtime? So if you said you've got a few hours to chill, what what do you like doing? It keep it clean, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on my downtime, so uh, I love going for a walk, uh, watching a film, um, putting my feet up, chilling. Where I'm on my feet today, I do like nature. I love everything about nature. So I just want. I'm going to put it above. But I'm going to going for a walk. I love going for. A walk. I do it every day. A walk with headphones in, or just sometimes just kind of. Do you know what? Recently, actually, this is Joe's fault. Recently, I've become a bit of a podcast guy, right? So I um I would go for a walk and listen to a wellness podcast. So I found a new podcast at the moment, which I will plug for Joe and you. Um, and it just talks about like um, improving yourself, understanding your emotions, how to deal with things, worrying less, you know, not overthinking as much, and. Listening to that when you're walking through like a little forest or something or somewhere you've not been before. Um, I'm literally sat here now and I'm looking around at it. And it's like, I don't think you get a better feeling or sense of freedom and happiness than that. Um, because you are, you're away from the world. You're away from social media. You're away from the gym where you work. You're, um, you know, you're away from all the different conflict of interests, all away from all the opinions. And you just got you and nature. And I love that. That's my favourite thing. Um, two things. One, you said about nature. Then if you realise, so about halfway through, me and Joe noticed two horses walking past your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to say anything, but we were like, is he? Oh, yeah, is he? Okay, that's fine. He's in the car. Um, second thing, you said you like watching movies, comedy, mm. and what's your kind of go-to? My go-to, I don't have a go-to. I like anything, to be honest. I think one of my biggest, or I would say one of my favourites would be something like your, your Marvel films. Love yeah. a Marvel film, man. I can, yeah. I can sit down with a couple of biscuits no from Marvel film. They are quality. Yeah, no, yeah they, are, they are fantastic. Um, Star Wars, old fan of Star Wars. Um, they're fantastic. Anything, really. I, anything with like more than one film in the programme, like a trilogy. I love a trilogy. Lord of the Rings. I was going to say, have you seen Lord of the Rings? Oh god, yeah, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, mate. They're, they're, they are old school films. They're good. They're my favorite good. Ones. Lord of the Rings. I think when you think of how old it is, how good of a movie they actually made it. You think about Avengers now; it's very CGI and stuff. I mean, it was obviously very CGI then, but yeah, yeah, you can't beat Lord of the Rings. I just, I've never watched it and not thought this is unbelievable. The same as the old Star Wars. The older ones are the better ones. Yeah, the you, watch, ones, you watch them; they're great. Yeah. You watch a new hope and you like you know you, when was it made about 1980 i think it's 1970 for a guy to come up right when cars were pretty much just invented for a guy to come up with a hovercraft and spaceships and outside of the world that guy has seriously thought about that film i'd just like to confirm that it was 1977 1977, there you go. I found out the first Lord of the Rings, or the Lord of the Rings book was like released in 1938. Jeez. So old. They're good films, man. They are good films. Yeah. I think we could talk movies and movies for hours and hours. But thank you very much for coming on today, Ryan. Um, Do appreciate it. Having me on. Um, Any last little words of wisdom you want to give anyone before we head off? I'm going to be as wise as now, like Joe, and just say, going back to don't overthink, don't worry, and live your life and stop worrying about what other people are doing on social media because that's not your life.
There you are. Well, Ryan, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Uh, Matt, thank you very much, guys. Big thank you from me to you for your hospitality and sharing your sweets. Uh, those that are listening, thank you very much for making it this far. Uh, please share as it means a lot to us. And we look forward to sharing this with you in the next one. Thank you and goodbye. Bye.